everybody to the Broken Campfire podcast. I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined by four other campfire fellows. Oh, oh, wait. I see John Flask and Vito. Who am I missing? Okay, it's right. um, it right. Oh, Craig. Where's Craig? Uh, oh, oh, Craig. Yeah, where's Craig at? Craig dead? Uh, he, well, Craig, Craig will be joining us next week, maybe. The, least, the listeners don't even know who Craig is. Yeah, I don't think that's very important. They, they probably think we're just making a Greg joke. What? Wait, what? Wait. Wait. We gotta talk what? about this off pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a great show tonight. I hope that everybody has a chance to listen to our variety show last week. That was a lot of fun. Don't forget that, that. Uh, the sole winner of the show was Greg, and uh, he's actually not here, so... Uh, everybody congratulate Greg and only Greg. Well, it's probably best that Greg is not here today because uh, I have some news that would fucking traumatize him. Oh. Uh, specifically about the very thing you just Wait, mentioned. he's wearing the, a hat right now. The victory aspect. Well, oh I was going to put the corrections officer hat on for this, but there was a uh, a half a crown in the way. Oh, so the boy, big correction bad, is... Man. I actually tied with Greg in the episode 101 games. What? Yeah, we both got two. We actually both got two victory points. And you figure this out what, the after the episode? Yeah, and in, in editing, I realized that I had got also gotten two points. We in just fact, did the I, math wrong during. Yeah. The- <laughs> um, I won the only two games that I was capable of participating in. Which, you know, I normally wouldn't bring that up, but uh, I was denied my my photo finish. Like, well, precious podium hug with what Greg. We, what do we do about this? Is there some sort well, of tiebreaker? There's a reason why I made sure that Greg's grandma was coming into town today, Vito. Is that <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we could have one episode that was just dedicated solely to Flask, no Greg. Because for the next 100 episodes, I'll have to share uh, it. Right. Okay. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that. Of course. Okay. I wasn't gonna, you know, redress it forcefully or anything like that. I just wanted to address it on the pod. But tell us your favorite Jeopardy. Tell us your favorite winner of the variety show. Gmail.com. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Don't do that. Campfire. Is it Flask? <laughs> Is it Greg? Please no. I want to put myself in the running. I feel like Jeopardy was. Is it John? Funny. No. Uh, no. no. <laughs> Please. I also want to put myself in the running because I I put together that game. I should get a point. For hosting something. That's true. That's true. Vito's also in the running, so go ahead and it's vote. It's not fair that I would, I would get handicapped. Yeah, oh, yeah you can't vote for me. They're no, not going to pick not vote me. For me. Do not vote for me. Yeah, well, I don't know who they're going to pick, but I'm crossing hey, my Hey, don't fingers. vote. Don't vote for me. <laughs> don't don't vote for me, LOL. I'll start us off. I'll start the roundtables off, I mean. With a game that I've been playing with Greg, so it's fantastic that he is not here right now. We'll see his take next week where he didn't listen to the segment, so we'll probably just say the same thing again. But I've been playing Kepler. Bless you again? Keplerth? Keplerth. Kerploth? It's a weird name to pronounce, but it's K-E-P-L-E-R-T-H. Kepler. That's uh, that's Klingon, I think. Yeah, Kaploch. It's like what they say. It was sold to me as a Terraria meets RimWorld. Um, and it's really RimWorld in art and Terraria in gameplay. Like you Basically, if you know what RimWorld looks like, you're, you're playing a top-down thing 
you know, you have these pawns. You're basically playing a RimWorld pawn. Um, but it's Terraria in the sense that, like, you beat bosses to get loot, get better, to get armor, get cool weapons, and, you know, go fight the next boss. I guess the uh, um, unique thing, other than just, you know, art style and how it's matching sort of the RimWorld concept into it, not, not very much, um, is the fact that to progress you go down, which feels kind of cool, like you're heading into the underground each level. Every few levels, uh, there's a boss, and this is just you know. Spelunky again. Yeah, basically. Avita, you spelled it wrong. Is why. Don't mm. hang on. Hang on, listeners. There's some some people are. Uh, uh, it's a Hebrew word. Is confirmed. Mm. Well, I'm seeing this game is uploaded this morning and has one download. Kurt <laughs> mm. <laughs> Huh. Huh. And you and Greg played it, but it's only got one download. I'm I, I sorry, Andy. They did through like a. I bought a, a great recommendation. I probably would not have stuck with it um, if it weren't for Greg. It's not like a bad game, but it's 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 less it's it's much less deep than Terraria or RimWorld alone. And while like the the matching of their concept is a novelty, I'm getting most of my fun out of just like. Figuring out and solving problems with Greg, you know what I mean. He's getting a lot mm-hmm. more into the building and the crafting and the farming of it all, while I'm mostly going down into the deep and killing monsters. Cool. Oh, okay. Fun multiplayer game. I the other unique facet of it is that uh, it has a really weirdly extensive skill based gene editing system where. Um, oh God. It's best to look just you can like scroll down the Steam page and you'll see like a little section about it. You'll get what I mean, but um, it has, like, a grid where you, like, put down skills, and uh, you can change up builds like that. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna ask if there was, like, a like a weird crafting aspect that you were getting into, and then you just said, like, gene editing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You get unique Damn, this looks complex. Genes. It, it's a lot less complex than it seems, right? Because, like, okay. I, I'm sure it's complex if, like, you're trying to do a specific thing, but if you're just playing the game, you're killing these monsters, and every now and then you'll smash the G button to check your screen. You'll see that you've unlocked like ten things. So like, I've not actually built towards any genes yet, and I have a full matrix. I think Greg has right. built towards genes, so he had a specific build in mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's Kepler's fun game. Greg and I are like maybe mid in the mid game right now. Uh, we'll let you guys know. Next week, how much further we get? Some games are just Plow. elevated via co-op. I mean, mo- I think most games are. This oh, is yeah. totally a game like that. Yeah, yeah. I would not be playing this game alone. I don't think. I've been playing Chivalry Two. I I can't remember if I bought that game and talked about it on the podcast. I don't think so. You, you talked about it previously, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not remembering yeah, if you owned it. it on the last pod. I'm pretty but sure yeah, I didn't. We're playing a lot of this with a lot. I'm having of a lot of fun. Um, I wish the developers. I wish the game was better in some ways, but I'm having a lot of fun. I'm finding more to complain about in this game than I did in Mordhell, even though I feel like I'm having more fun. If that makes sense, like this game is feels kind of jank around the edges. Like the hmm. fact that like the class system is is exactly the same as Chivalry One ten years ago, like kind of blows when Mordhell allows you to play every weapon of of which it has many more. Um, right from the start, 
you know, just as a competitive thing that, that didn't feel fun. Uh, you basically have to, <clears throat> you have to grind certain classes to get to the weapons you want. Oh. I mean, it's just like Chivalry 1. Literally. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I miss the... I guess I, if when I think about it, I miss the customization more now, but I really am having a fucking blast. And it all comes down to the fact that we are all so much better in this game than any other, <laughs> than Mordow, than Chivalry 1. We're fucking killing it, boys. That we was, did it. That was going to be my main point, is that like I feel like this is a game that I can just pick up and play in because I don't have to learn how to play it, and it just feels good to like put on an old glove and then top the scoreboard, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely simpler than Mordhau for reasons that I don't really even understand. I just know that... Uh, I mean, there's one reason that's super simple, and that's that this game doesn't have directional mouse swinging. And Mordhau, like, right. however you're positioning your mouse dictates what direction your swing comes from. In this game, you just swing in whatever direction, and you hold alt to swing in the other direction. That That's, like, the key thing, I think, that makes it a lot simpler. Because that affects how you block as well and how you counter and that kind of thing yeah um you guys are trying to get me to play chivalry too stop it oh god it's so much Flash. fun we've been hopping on Stay with like strong. eight of us they cannot yeah, bend us you should join you the haven't group. done it either we've john been... no i don't think john did, did you play any of them you played a little chivalry one, i have maybe? chivalry and mordhau and i don't like i have just got my ass beat over and over and did not have <laughs> fun i'm not buying this one <laughs> okay you will okay. not. I I do see you guys having fun, and it it always sounds. And I think about it. I, I hear you guys talking about throwing bricks at people and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, Ooh, yo, I'm you're like yo. Everything just and that's that's fair. And I don't. If you don't want to get it, that's fine. I, that's fine by me. I don't care. But I think we all. But you are, are out of the frame group. Yeah, and you are also. Yeah, <laughs> you, it's a dumb take. Um, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying. No, that we're all. Life. I'm joking. We're all I'm having just a great time like, with it. If you're if you've always liked these games, you're gonna like this game if you haven't already played it. Uh, but I, I also if you think have a, group of, a squad to go in with It's a lot more fun yeah. when playing with your buds. I also think out of the three, if if you didn't like Chivalry One or Mordhau, you're most likely to like this one. I I, I would think. I think this game is the most accessible for sure. It's I the think. most accessible. Yeah. And it's it's but, epic, and you, you might just enjoy just being there in the set the, pieces. The fact the fact that like there's text on the screen saying the current state of your block when you're right clicking is is super is actually mm. incredibly helpful because like basically when you're holding right click it says block. Uh, if you like or counter, it might say counter, and then if you do a perfect parry or something, it'll say counter successful or something like that, and then you'll like get like a little flash so you know if like you've done a lot of stamina to the person. It says repost for when you do whenever you do that because it, it you know you're trying to do those things anyway and it just feels nice that like there's a little bit of extra confirmation that you actually executed on what you're trying to do there wasn't something else that happened you know that's yeah. cool um and as far as the customization too i'm less sore about it because i have just shy of 20 hours and i have every weapon for every class that i that i play as which is I think all of the classes except for the archer, which I've like never played as. So it's it, it's not hard to get the the other tier weapons. You don't have to put that much time into it. I, I thought it'd be more time. Yeah, I just I'm just not a fan of that model. I know it's super popular, and I know they did in the first game. I just you know there are games these days that yeah. do just give you everything 
and find other ways to to do the points thing through cosmetics perhaps or something i do appreciate um that i don't have to bother with armor and like building a class and and more mordhau's class system was like far more advanced and cooler in a way but you know i think a guy like kurt really enjoyed that because you're creating a class you're you know balancing things on your own using the point system you know if you're gonna have a, a fucking big weapon you have to have light armor etc this game i don't have to worry about that at all like everyone has the same armor and shit i just kind of have to pick the weapon i want to hit people with and i'm enjoying that how, how i'm enjoying the casual certainly all the truth to that for sure Again, so, you know, supposedly this is such a great game, but can you play Bring Me to Life by Evanescence on the loot to encourage your friends, yes or no? No. Yeah, well, no, you can, though. There Aren't there programs that kind of... Well, no, that's Mordhau. That's, that's Mordhau. That's Mordhau. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, See, John, they they say no to this question, which is the you most important one. You play it through one. your microphone. They would never ask themselves. Mm. Uh-huh. It's not quite the same. That's Chivalry 2. Fun game. I've also checked out for the first time since, like, February. Um, You've been checked out for a while, dude. Vampire Survivors. Nice. Vampire Survivors. Okay. What'd you say? Nothing. He he was just laughing. He was scoffing. And mo- mocking you. He's mocking you. Okay, of course. For some reason. I don't even know why. Um, But that game's had a shitload of updates in the last four months. Uh, John, have you checked it out at all recently? Yeah, I've played it a little bit here and there. Really enjoying the new stuff. Uh, I actually did not expect there to be so much more content in the game. All for like what three bucks? It's a I know, steal, it's dude. insane, dude. I love that game. Uh, I had a lot of fun with steal. it. Definitely gotten to the point where almost every run I get to the end, but uh, I'm still unlocking new shit. Yeah, there's tons of characters. I I have like twenty oh. characters. I think I don't even think I have all of them. And yeah, Crazy. I think each of the characters usually have like a new item, like uh, connected to them. You gotta like play to unlock or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just tons tons of stuff. It's probably a pretty easy game to like make content for, or, or no? Yeah, for sure. Wouldn't I would be? say so. Yeah, yeah. it's three dollars, and in it might even be on the Game Pass or now. I I think that, it that is. Yeah, familiar. <laughs> That's just nuts when you think about it. Yes, it is. That's Vampire Survivors, fun game. Um, really, I've been I I've kind of had a gaming milieu recently. I I downloaded a lot of games and I just spent a few minutes playing on. I'm like, eh, maybe later. So, uh, my in my spare time, I've been watching a lot more Twin Peaks. I'm like midway through season two. I think that this is where the show goes bad, from what I've heard. So far, I haven't really <laughs> dealt that. So I guess I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, fun show still. Uh, Flash, con- contextually, because I, I doubt you remember, this is around when uh, the the murder is solved, uh, when somebody and the right person is found. Right. I think part of the reason that people say that he goes bad at a certain point is tied into the fact that the murder is solved early on or not early on but earlier than the end of the season yeah i think david lynch once called it something like killing the golden goose (laughs) i recommend that show though yeah 
It's a good old, a good old weird show. Classic. That's my round table. That's Twin Peaks. That's that's me. We're going on to Flask, who Flask, I got written down in my notes here that you have a whale of a tail for us today. <laughs> I do, in fact, have a whale of a tail. <laughs> this is a whale's tail I have for you, salty sailors. All right. Um first I want to rec uh want that. First off, I want to recommend a book. I Pass. read no, you can't pass. This is this is right. No, no, right. Pass already. I, I, no, no, no. You it. can't. You can't. That's not You've a function wrecked, of this. Uh, I read Project Hail Mary, which is uh, Andy Weir's book from last year. Andy Weir being the author of The Martian, which, as you may know, was made into a major motion picture star. Yeah, yeah it's Matt, Matt, Matt Damon. Martian. Uh, so yeah, this is a definite recommend for me. It's just like a fun sci-fi read. Um, and I hear it's a great audiobook too. So there's that option. Oh. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, a Michael Crichton story a little bit, but like definitely more raw science and jargon, which that that may not be everyone's cup of tea. But for a guy like me, it really helps sell the the uh, the circumstances and the immersion in the scenario. Um, so yeah, I want to spoil as, as little as possible. But the basic premise is a guy wakes up in bed in a sealed chamber with two corpses lying near him. He's being tended to by a, uh, a computer I've system. Seen this. No, you haven't. Uh, no, I have seen it. So, so no, you haven't. No, no, it's not Saw. Or two. I understand that there's a movie called Saw that it has the vaguest of uh, similarities. To You've, seen it? You've seen it? You've seen it, though. It's not, it's not Saw. So it's just like that. Okay. Four. No, no. no, no. Whatever, man. Uh, he's being tended to by a computer system that won't answer his questions. And uh, he has quite a few questions because he doesn't have any memories of who he is or where he is or why he's there or what's going on. He only has skills and, you know, wits, which are like science-y. Um, and what he does learn is that the mission he's on is critical to the survival of the entire human race. So he has to start, you know, sciencing, getting to work and trying to remember stuff pretty quick. Anyway, yeah, uh, fun read. I recommend That's it. It's an to awesome anybody. premise. Yeah, yeah, it's right away. It's like uh hooks you in, you know. Um <clears throat> I caught up with uh seasons 2 and 3 of the animated uh anthology series on Netflix, Love Death and Robots. Have you guys watched? Ah, I watched season 1 of this. I thought it was okay. okay. I wasn't yeah, <laughs> in love with it. It's always <laughs> Usually it's it's more hits than misses, but it's always like uneven in terms of like what you're gonna take, yeah. what you're gonna enjoy from it or not. Because um, like but even each one of the shorts is from a different like creator, right? Animation animation studio, different writer. That, yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, it's just like the the construction of it, and and the fact that it's like an anthology of well animated. Uh, budgeted you know shorts like this so even when it's not tech it's good shit mostly all the time even when it's not technically good shit i can appreciate that each episode exists that it was yeah. like made um you know they're all short and to the point by necessity um the animation styles even when they're not even when they don't work subjectively maybe are at least trying something and they do tend to be visually impressive most of them, 
Um, the shtick of the whole anthology is also up, up my alley to begin with, of course. So I can usually get something out of it. Overall, I'm just I'm glad a show like this exists and uh, has continued to be watched enough to get new seasons. It's had three seasons now. There's good. That's there's definitely good stuff something I would I would group watch. It's been on my list, and I've seen some clips from the show, and it looked fun. Yeah, it would I'm be a, a big fan of uh, like anthology things, and I I, I could totally see right. that the 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 quality is like inconsistent. But yeah, it's made by every every fucking clip's made by somebody else, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as soon as you're like, okay, I wasn't feeling that one as much, you're on to the next one. Right. Um, I said a couple uh, episodes ago that I would talk about Severance. I did watch Severance, a show that's been getting uh, rave reviews from pretty much every corner. I've and it's... Uh, it's on Apple TV, that's why. It is, oh, yeah, Plus. it is also on Apple it's, TV. Before you even Plus. finish the syllables, I already just <laughs> App. from, oh, tell me about it, to I will never see this. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's it's a show I have thoughts on, both good and bad. Um, I like all the elements of the style. I bet of you're the gonna show. say them all too. Tee I'm gonna say some. <laughs> I could go on about it, but I won't. Um, I'll just say some. It, I like the elements of the style of the show. I think it's well elements made. Of the style, and, okay. Yeah, like like the aesthetic, uh, des- design aesthetic, um, the way the world is portrayed the way the characters are acted and portrayed. Yeah. It's well-made, well-executed in that regard, in those regards. Um, the tone of it is like darkly amusing. Um, I like the banter between the characters. The, the characters interactions are, are fun. It feels like casual and, uh, natural. Also the acting from certain characters is very effective. I would say since, since none of us have heard of the show. Well, I mean, I have, but, what is this? What is the premise of the show? It's really hard to explain. It's like, oh, you want sorry. to use the I Wikipedia I, premise? No, I, I guess there is a, a easy way to say it, but it doesn't really it doesn't really capture the the basic premise is uh, this is a world in which um, people can be split the, like literally their brains are uh, are uh, chemically split between a uh, work self and a personal self or like a an outside self. So when they're their normal self outside living their life, going like living at home, whatever, um, they're one person. And then when they go into work, they switch into they are switched into a different person, into like a a version of themselves that has no outside memories. Uh, and wild. this is done. Yeah. And this is done at this particular corporation uh, to keep like corporate secrets of some sort. And so we're seeing in the show, uh, we're following Adam Scott's character, both in his outside self and in his inside self. And uh, about, there's there's some other characters who work with him and some other characters he knows outside. Uh, And basically there's like, there starts to be elements of, I don't, I don't want to say conspiracy, but there's supposed to be element of like revelations and and secrets being uh, uncovered to some extent. And so, yeah, the, the most of the show is honestly just the the mood of of like oddity, mostly in the workplace itself. Hmm. It's a uh, it's a very kind of strange experience on the inside. Okay, kind of like a almost like a Lynchian vibe. Just like what 
this doesn't feel right. None of this feels right. Um, so yeah, the, the, like the workplace culture in the show is, is enjoyable in its absurdity. And there's a lot of little moments and choices that I appreciate in that regard. Um, the set design is good. Uh, make things like, you know, like stark, you know, you got like a, uh, the stark workplace and it's unnerving in it's in how like, uh, prison like it feels and how labyrinthine and prison like and, and oppressive it feels. That's the word I was looking for. Like it's an oppressive feeling. Um, and that is all stuff that's at the level of quality that I was predisposed to expect. So I congratulate on that. As I watched, I felt a feeling of like, is this it? Uh, cause I had heard so much good stuff about this. Um, the show does seem to be largely style over substance and that's not to say there isn't substance, but, um, the show's draw is definitely supposed to be that it's like off putting off kilter, mm -hmm. strange setup, strange behaviors. Um, it seemed to be more doing those things for their own sake and not in service of something deeper than like, uh, kind of a. Mm, like a naked allegory for workplace culture, like one that you wouldn't have a hard time understanding. I don't think anyone would. Um, and the supposed like mystery of the show that I was referring to earlier doesn't really invite like analysis too much. Although there are small things here and there that lend towards world building. I would say it is also a little bit Lynchian in that, the mystery is like not that important to try to unravel for yourself or, or I like you know, that. there's yeah. not that many. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, I tend to like more, um, I don't know, solvable mysteries or like mysteries that make sense, uh, consistently internally and stuff like that. I kind of shy away from like the, the, kookiness of of lynch and that it just like oh things just don't make sense it's just weird for the sake of it uh even though i like some of his stuff i tend to um i don't know i tend to not like that as much when i see it elsewhere All right. uh but yeah even when it opens up a little towards the end um the the opening reveals like broad information rather than like ex exhilarating explanations. Um, and if that's all it is, you know, that's fine. Um, I'm not sure why people are absolutely reveling in this show aside from like just the style, which I, I get, I get. Um, and I'm glad for them. I wish I felt this kind of the same like wow factor. Just not doing exactly the same for me. Um, is there anything else I want to say about that? Uh, yeah, just, you know, I don't think, I don't think you need to sacrifice like, uh, sensicality, realism in the service of like the allegory of the show. Okay. Um, Interesting. I think you could do it without, without compromising, um, like the integrity of your show's universe. You just really have to think it through and, and not take shortcuts it feels like I'm really coming down on the show, but honestly, I understand <laughs> why it's really well liked. And I'd probably still recommend it to others who don't have the same kind of standards that I do.
or even like maybe not in this case. Okay, severance. That's severance. The show sucks, what you're telling me. Yeah, basically. I'm never going to watch it. Yeah. Okay. If you just so. take out the nuance of everything I said and instead just interject yes or no, <laughs> it's, it's I guess, a, sort of a no. But that's for me. Okay, all right. Then, yeah, you just gave me the thumbs up, thumbs down. You just, you just hit me with the thumbs Right, down. right, right. The thumb test is all that matters. Um... As for games, uh, I have been playing a bit of Fall Guys. Um, you know, they switched over to the free-to-play model on Epic, and uh, new games are pretty I'm fun. Familiar with it. There's a couple of races I enjoy. Uh, I find the new Hex game very annoying because it's like you're on this rolling pin basically, and it's comprised of hexes over like you know, I like that pink, one. pink slime. Um, I. I don't like it as much because it doesn't hit the same feeling as Hexagon. Hexagon is a game that like always stressed me out early on, but I got accustomed to in that regard. But also it like it like pertained exactly to what I uh love about the the strategy of certain games in, in Fall Guys. It was like the most strategic game for me in that you really had to keep an eye out, you keep alert of levels and your, you know, opponents and what you had left and where you were going. Um, what's the he roll, hex roll, whatever it's called is, is like just frantic, just straight up frantic. Like there's, there's a little element of that at near the end, but mostly just like, Oh my God, just don't fall off. <laughs> don't fall off the ruling thing. Uh, but I may get used to it. Like, like I did with hexagon. Anyway, it, uh, it's it's harder oh. for um, it's harder for a single person just to like drop down, you know, to the bottom floor and just like ruin it for everyone else. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you that's really impossible. Can't do that on the rolly ones, but I do definitely say it is less strategic. Like, oh, I'm gonna jump from here to here and I have a path, and it's more like, oh, I'm just reacting to the yes. path I have in front of me, which I I do like. So I I definitely what you're saying. It's a different type of game than Hexagon. Yeah, yeah definitely. So maybe it's unfair that I'm comparing it to Hexagon. It just has hexes. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, well, the epic journalism. I know, right? Thumbs down. Thumbs um, down. Yeah, the epic. You should work for uh, guys. You should work for Kotaku, right? Like, oh my uh, god! I can't believe you would say that to moment, me that I should work at a Kotaku. I got oh, you, geez. man. I got you, buddy. Wow. Uh, the epic free-for-all changeover. Now, this is information that was gleaned from right after the free-for-all changeover, so maybe stuff has changed a little bit. Um, like that I haven't noticed, but uh, the feeling of my many crowns that I had being smelted down and ground into kudos was, was a little bit heart-wrenching because mm -hmm. uh, they changed crowns into... Um, what are they fucking called? They're like tokens that you can buy with real money. It changed crowns over into those. Um, and I now I believe you can only get a maximum of 200 kudos per day from actually playing the game because it's now tied to challenges instead of winning rounds. So there are daily challenges and weekly challenges. Uh, but if you play so you enough in one cycle... You don't actually get anything from winning? So... 
you complete challenges from winning, um, but there's only so many of those per okay. cycle of either day or week or month. Well, there is or whatever. There is like a like a crown track. Like there's also the crown track. Yes, if you get so many crowns, you unlock like a like a cosmetic but you're still, or something. You're still getting crowns, so like, but it's just oh, not... you got one crown, you got a cosmetic, get two. It's like oh, you got one, then five. You are not getting crowns. You are just it's it's now just tied to wins. It's called the crown track still, I believe. It's still like represented by a crown symbol, but um, you're not actually receiving a token called crowns anymore. It's just the same track that you had previously for the crowns is still in there. It unlocks stuff as you win games. So winning does get you that as well. You don't get a big number next to crowns, but not in the top of your screen. You know, yeah, like behind the scenes, I guess. Um, you can't spend them. They're not. They're not tokens to be spent on anything. Yeah. Um, they just unlock a progression path. Uh, so yeah, per cycle you complete your challenges. That's what you get at the end of each game. Um, and then those unlock kudos for you and crowns, like John is saying. Um, but if you complete all the challenges for a certain uh, cycle, you just have to wait until the next time for them to uh, reset. And until then, you'll no longer be able to earn kudos for playing the game that cycle. Uh, so a little, I mean, Crazy. that's still a, quite a bit of playing. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a little, you know, less, uh, no, no, a little less like uh, generous <laughs> than the previous system was to the players. I mean, we didn't, I think we didn't know how good we had it, basically, like in Fair terms enough, of you could yeah. just keep playing as long as you wanted and keep getting stuff. Um just earning money, essentially, the in-game currency. So uh, store items that don't cost real money now cost a lot of kudos or a lot of show bucks. That's what they're called, show bucks, uh, which is the, the crown's replacement. So if you started at zero show bucks, you would have to spend some somewhere like 8 to $20 to buy a single skin or a name tag or an emote, depending on, you know, if it's discounted or not. But yeah. Uh, Many real world cash to buy like a single item now. Damn. Um, so that's just straight up like worse, but it was unavoidable with a free to play model like this. So that's the way it, you know, that's the way it falls. Uh, less generous to the player overall, basically. <laughs> that's too bad. Uh, still a fun game. You know, you play it for you play it for the fun of of the fallen. Okay. Other games I uh, played, I played Bioshock Two. That's the oh. sequel to Bioshock, and the it's the funny, interquel right? between Bioshock One and Infinite. So I obviously, I'm not playing that game. I've never played it before. Huh. Oh, really? Obviously, you've played all of them. And yes. You're hopping into that one because it's the. It's the oddball. It's the black sheep of the series, right? <clears throat> well, specifically, it's because. Well, no, like I, I wanted to play Bioshock. I felt the Bioshock urge, but I played Bioshock once so many times and I've played Infinite a couple times. I have only played Bioshock 2 once. So that's the only reason. That's the reason I did it because I only like played it. it through once in my life. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, I think it got like unfairly. Um, maligned compared yeah maligned compared criticized oh. back at its release because it was a sequel to bioshock and it was kind of like okay 
so Bioshock again, you know, and people kind of didn't really take into account the gameplay improvements that were made in the sequel because there were uh, improvements to like combat and stuff like that. That one's not uh, headed by Kevin Levine, right? Ken Levine. Kevin Levine. Uh, I don't know if he worked on Bioshock 2. I honestly don't remember. (laughs) I just looked it up. No, he didn't. Okay. Yeah, I remember that one being a weird one because, yeah, I guess uh, Kevin Levine, Ken, Ken, Ken what did I say Kevin? Ken uh, wasn't behind that one. And you, mm-hmm. isn't like part of the game you like play as a big daddy? All of the game you play as All a big daddy. All of the daddy. game? Yeah. It's a little weird. Uh, I, I mean, in concept, it seems weird, but it's not. Like, well, in what do you have to do in the second one? You're like saving the little sisters or something, or I, no, no, no. There was yeah. like an enemy in the second one. It was like, why weren't they there for the whole first game? <laughs> the big sisters are part of the sequel. Big They're sisters, the big yeah. Where were they the entire first game? Did they were? I, I remember being confused when I was playing it. I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't remember if they explain away like why they weren't there in the first game because they're definitely not like hidden or anything. In the second game, you keep fighting them over and over again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's, it's actually. It? Yeah, it's it's not that weird. It's it's you just at the beginning of the game, uh, it's like a flashback. You get your little sister taken away from you, and then years later, you're woken back up by the now grown little sister to come and rescue her from the villain of the game. Do they explain uh, a little bit more about the big daddies and the big sisters and the relationship oh yeah, between sure. them in that game? Yeah, there's there's more info on that. I mean, there's only so much you can really do. To fill in, like, okay, I understand yeah. how it works and the basic history of Big Daddy. I guess I just sisters. liked when it was kind of like a weird, just like a weird fucking mystery. Um, well, it can be still if you just don't pay attention to like audio logs and, <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, it's all it's all there for you if yeah, you want. If you play it, the game you with your eyes to. closed and your ears closed, and yeah, it's <laughs> totally the same thing. Just don't listen. Just, uh, just go la la la. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so in this game, you get to uh, dual wield stuff. So you can, uh, the right hand is the weapon, so like a gun or your drill. Left hand is plasmid, which just like it greatly improves the options you have for uh, yeah, totally for, for, sure, for yeah. combat because in the previous game you had to switch. Um, and there's a, yeah, I, off the top of my head, I'm not sure that I could list off like other minor improvements, but they like yeah, it's a it's a it's a good game. Improved in some ways from Bioshock. Definitely doesn't have the same like impact that Bioshock had. Um, and I would say that it's more like gamey than Bioshock One was. Bioshock One was more about the experience, the atmosphere, uh, moving yeah. through the levels, and like really immersing yourself in the world. Bioshock Two has that for sure, but like it's less about that. It's more about like tackling combat situations and um, fighting off waves of enemies later on. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, so it's it's you know it's got its pros and cons. Still a good game though in the series. I like it better than uh, than Infinite for sure. Infinite has a better story, but uh, much worse gameplay in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't dig Infinite. I actually I don't think I I didn't finish it. I don't blame you. There's a weird disconnect in that game between the story and the gameplay, and just feels not great to play. Did you play System Shock? I played part of System Shock 1, but it was too old, and I, like, you know, I felt embarrassed, but I didn't, I couldn't finish it. Basically, I was just like, I 
I'm not enjoying this experience. Hey, if you, if you think it's too old, then it must be too old. <laughs> no, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, I even like got a mod with like That's mouse look. Dude. It is <laughs> You're, you're um, a gamer, right? I mean, come thank on. You, John. I'm starting Hello. to wonder myself. Um, the sequel. I did play System Shock 2. That's a good game. Good game. Um, did you feel like lost like a little baby idiot because you couldn't play System Shock 1 first? Yeah, but you don't have to like call me out that way. No, I, just... I mean, of course I felt like a little idiot baby who didn't know anything and pooped his pants. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, that's just a game, um, right? You were... Yeah, System Shock 2. Uh, you didn't pick up on any of the symbolism. I mean, how could <laughs> no. you? How could I? Uh, I know the story of, of System Shock 1. Like, I know what happens in <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, but you didn't catch any of the visual references. Right, the nuances. I I didn't get the old look and listen. That one statue, you know? You missed a lot of the context about the... The space statue that they had on the space station. Yeah, the statue on the space station. Like, all space stations have statues on them. Right. It's very important Everybody to the lore. Yeah, we got a statue. System yeah, Shock 2 is a game. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, uh, Craig? All right, so, so yeah, so game. got Bioshock. Bioshock games, all good. Uh, except for Infinite. Uh, and then, you know, everything, uh, yeah, everything is good. Um, <laughs> uh, one last thing. Well said from our the producer of our podcast. <laughs> everything is good. <laughs> yeah, I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Shit, um, why, why, why even you still got a round table, man? You said it all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is good. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna save. Whoa. I'm gonna save this one last topic. I was gonna go into for when Greg is back. Are gonna say everything? It wasn't good. For <laughs> well, wait a second, guys. Hang on. <laughs> now I got to get to the shit list. I don't have. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, I think I'm gonna He's stop it there about. just because I've I've had a bunch of talk, and I think I'm gonna save this last topic that I was gonna mention until next time when when Greg can he right. his bag. You heard it. Next week we talk about Flask's foray into World of Warcraft. I was just gonna say that. Yep. Oops. Exactly. <laughs> Who's next? Vito. Who else is there? Vito. Vito. I'm gonna give you a hint. Uh, okay. On this podcast, you know, you're one of the boys on the podcast, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. All right. You, you, All right. Do you get it? What? Yeah, what? what it, was there more to it or is that it? Yeah, that was kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get what you're doing. Oh, thank God. I didn't me, think that was going to land. Me and Andy just watched the penultimate episode of Boys Season 3. We oh! Watched the it. The Boys! We, yes, the tele, Amazon television show, The Boys. Now now you guys can connect the dots back to that earlier reference. I, yeah, was, yeah, I actually boop, watched it. Right. That was clever. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Good, good, That's good. Insane. You just didn't want to wait for us? And Greg has also I seen it. I watched it real but... early, or like 10 a.m. All right, well, we're fresher than you are. 
I don't know if we've talked about much of the boys since like episode three, but no, no, it's been I good think this season, been... right? Like, uh, I, I feel like I've been enjoying it a lot more this season than I have previous seasons. This season is definitely, or at least season two. two. Yeah, I was gonna say season one, debatable. It's been a while since I've seen it. Season two, I did enjoy. It feel like I don't know, maybe with the the middle of it, it was just like, what is, what the fuck's going on? But this season has been pretty darn good all the way through. Yeah, I will I th- say, Flask, not to like bait you into watching it, but. I always think about your principal criticism that like the boys don't actively do anything, and specifically Huey is just kind of following along. Mm-hmm. I feel like this season is addressing that specific criticism because I feel like the boys are a lot more active as characters, and you know they're actually executing on things and not just. So being I've heard. Oh yeah, and uh, and on that note, what do we usually do when we talk about the boys? Do we spoil our bunker? You? No, I think last time I was like, I don't care. <laughs> you don't even care. All right. Well. Um, um, Spoilers for The Boys Season 3 until one eleven forty two. Yeah. Um, Set up for the last episode. Well, this is good then, because I have questions. How, how big, I know he was a character in the comic book, but how big of a character was Soldier Boy? Was he just like a... He was um, an interesting, not really a... Like, oh, that's cool, kind of funny I'm gonna thing. Say he, was not, he was not like... <laughs> he was not nearly as big. He was... Um, he was killed in like World War Two, and we saw that in a flashback similar to the Vietnam. But like, oh, okay. so he wasn't almost like he wasn't like captured. Character. Exactly, exactly. He was basically around for one scene, and then there was a line of soldier boys. I think it was the bit where like somebody always took up the new mantle, uh, and there was a oh, current yeah. soldier boy who was like a bitch boy. He was just like a nothing character. Gotcha. Right, Flask. Am I am I characterizing that well? That sounds familiar. <laughs> I mean, that sounds uh, yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Like, uh, we met... Didn't we meet, like, the current incarnation of... No, we met his, his apprentice, right? Or whatever. Uh, Gunpowder? Uh, yeah, Gunpowder. Yeah, gun gunpowder. Like, lad. Yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah, like... Lad. I feel like there was... Like, they hinted at, like, sexual abuse between the two. Yeah, I think definitely. that that was in the comic. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds familiar. <laughs> but that's pretty much the only thing that was similar. The In the show, he's basically a, a whole cloth new character for the show. Mm-hmm. With the same name. Yeah, this, this show's been uh the show comic whatever has always been about you know a uh satire of of the superhero genre. But I've fucking I really feel like season 3 they've just hit their mark. I mean They've done, it's been really funny. It's I feel like it's also been a lot more overt than ever before. Oh yeah, it's not that I mind that, but like it's been good. It is incredibly it is it is very on the nose, you know. Obviously, like things like Homelander being uh, Donald Trump analog, and um, like that rally scene was was almost a little much for me. Yeah, I, I, I could totally see someone being like, "All right," but I, I'm really enjoying it. I I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think just the the satire in the season is is so good. Um, I love Soldier Boy as a character. I think he's leagues more interesting than Captain America. Like literally, he's great. He, he is a very cool character. I, I do think he, they're, they're playing him well. I love all the. I know you're gonna you're about to bring this up, but I love all the references that he keeps making, and like we just keep cutting the Huey's <laughs> face, and they're just lost on Huey. Those are good, good moments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold um, on, Flash. That supernatural guy. You have to watch this. Dude. Jensen yeah, Ackles. Jensen. Yeah, you're you're bound by. I know. Uh, TV law. Uh-huh. And Flash, if you don't, if you truly don't care about spoilers, let me tell you some truly. Uh, 
table turning stuff uh, that was not in the comic is that we learned at the end of last episode that Soldier Boy is in fact Homelander's father. <laughs> okay. Yeah, by uh, that sounds by uh, by uh, what do you call that? Um, artificial insemination. Artificial insemination. Yeah, they, yeah. they took they took his sperm and then did live experiments with it. Yeah, that was that was the big the big end of episode reveal. Soldier Boy and Homelander are uh, enemies, but now Soldier Boy calls. Maybe they're teaming Homelander up for the up. final episode. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're teaming up. But Soldier Boy has learned something that we the viewer don't know uh, when he's caving. No, we the viewer know it, but but the boys don't know it. Well, yeah, okay, well, we know that Soldier Boy is Homelander's dad, but I, I assume there's got to be more information along with that because he's asking Mindstorm, you know, Vought wouldn't have okayed killing me, I guess. Or why, why would they have done that? And then Mindstorm tells him we can't hear it. And then we I do find out... told him that, like, you know, you had, they had a son that was, like, better than you. They were replacing you. I guess that could be it. Yeah, he's just maybe hope. I, I, I think that was it. But you're, I guess you're right that there's space where there might have been more to. For that, sure, but. for sure. But he did say he's like, I, you know, I wouldn't mind if you replaced me, you know, or something like that. He, yeah. he didn't specifically mention that in the phone call. Yeah. Good. I agree. I, I thought that was him telling us from Mindstorm. I agree with John, but you might be sure. right. They might be hinting at. More I wouldn't there. be. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they held like an extra thing back that yeah, we'll we'll know later. Yeah. Well, what, what what's going to happen? I mean, if they team up, there's no stopping the two of them together. I don't think they're going to team up. I don't know why. The only I, thing I can think of is maybe this is Soldier Boy trying to trick Homelander. Yeah, maybe that's maybe, not what he possibly. told him. Yeah, maybe he told uh, him something totally different. I'm thinking this is yeah, Soldier Boy trying to lead him into a Or trial. he did tell him that and Soldier Boy doesn't care and still wants Homelander dead. Right. And he's just trying to, you know, sucker him into a meeting and then he's going to kill him or something. I don't, I don't think he would have strong motivations to kill Homelander yet. I think that what we're seeing and it's going to be kind of wild is I think we're seeing the seeds of him getting motivation because he's going to have conflicted feelings, right? Because he, he doesn't respect Homelander from the fight, but it's his son. So like he's at first going to think and try to team up with him maybe and maybe somehow we see Ryan get involved and we see Homelander being shitty to Ryan and that turns Soldier Boy back around. I feel like we're mm. getting like a double turn here. Okay. Um, maybe I don't think they're getting Ryan involved. He was in this season. For season you know, four. Like, and, and next season is, or next episode is the last episode of the season. We haven't seen him since like episode one or two. That is why I'm yeah, saying well, like, I feel like there's a good chance he comes back in the next episode. We're definitely yeah, okay. going to see more Ryan in next season. He'll be a little bit older. I'm just saying purely for like show structural reasons. Like, they, they, right. they're going to want us to, they're going to want to remind us that Ryan exists. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think one of them, and obviously Soldier Boy seems like the more obvious answer, but I think one of them has to die at the end of this season, either Homelander or Soldier Boy. I, I could see that happening, yeah. And I maybe, don't see how they could just keep carrying on with the both of them for a whole nother season. Maybe even we get, like, Head Popper blowing up Soldier Boy or something. Yeah. I mean, with the Victoria teaming up with Homelander, maybe she's trying to manipulate him. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, uh, just, is Homelander's head just too thick to pop? Like, well, that's we what I was asking. About, we were talking about yeah. that. Or like, is she just afraid that, like, before she could do it, like when he starts to feel, like he could just snap her neck really? Quick? That was exactly exactly yeah, literally my what Andy, neither, Andy said. That neither of them know whether she can pop his head, but she can't find out. You know what I mean? I was also right. thinking like she might not know if she could do it. I mean, Homelander. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Neither of them know. Yeah. Right. 
maybe he's it's, got a super thick head. You know, is like there any reason that Homelander is? <laughs> is there any reason that uh, Homelander is like politically convenient to her? Um. Oh, in the show, she betrayed the the Vought Stan CEO, Edgar, Edgar, Stan Edgar, yeah. John seemingly Carlo. to work with Homelander. Okay. I think I think uh, that she recognizes so maybe he is convenient to her. I think that she recognizes his populist power that he can rally people around, and also he is the head of Vought, so he has a lot right. of capital. I and she's seen as like an opportunistic politician type. You know, I. I I think that's as far as it goes so far. I don't know if we're talking about this. I think she's, I think, and I don't know if this is in the comics or if different. I think she's still working with Edgar. I think it's all part of his plan. It's pretty different, so I can't really comment from comics, but like, yeah, I, so I can totally off. see that. I can see that t- happening. I, that's you know, I, I, I can't see that because uh, the scenes with Edgar, a lot of them were in privacy, right? Uh, no, I guess when, when Edgar, Edgar gets taken away, that's in public. He gets taken away by the police. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a good theory. Um, what else happened in that episode? We got A Train's back. A Train's back. back. Maybe that was a good scene. Kind of uh, like, yeah. uh, I, I we, thought that it was a little anticlimactic hell. of him being perceived as dead in the last episode. I kind of had a feeling that wouldn't be the end of him because. No, uh, yeah, I didn't. That think wouldn't so. that wouldn't really be the the end of an arc. I wouldn't think. I mean, yeah, Blue Hawk's dead, but Blue Hawk was only introduced in the last like three episodes. Yeah, he hasn't suffered enough, dude. I, I think, yeah, I think A Train. They're setting him up for redemption arc. The um, fact I that he has Blue Hawk's heart is is a great bit of irony. It, it is a great heart, bit of irony. And they already started about talking like him doing movies and stuff, and he he looked yeah. like he just wanted to actually be dead. And he's, but he's back in finally. I mean, he's literally been useless like the last season or two. He hasn't been able to use his superpower. So now, next time he runs into the boys, he's actually a threat. Um, yeah, but I feel like they gotta like. There's gotta be some other shoe that's gonna drop, right? Because like, it's like the Flash problem. Like they had to depower A Train because like the Flash is like the most powerful thing in existence. Like a super speeder is just insanely powerful. Like. We're told that he can't take on Homelander, and maybe Homelander is just too strong for that. But like the A Train, A Train would probably be the most powerful person in the boys. Well, right how now about this? How power. about what if Homelander and Soldier Boy really do team up, and they are a threat? And what if A Train helps to defeat one of them, and maybe gets taken out? And the, the yeah, you know, he's just he's just he's been an asshole the whole show. They're definitely setting him up for a redemption arc. Well, maybe that's 100%. the thing. Yeah, maybe like his the arc for season four is without powers because he gets fried of V. Uh, the Deep's definitely not getting a redemption. The Deep is too stupid to get a redemption arc. He's a he's a genuine piece of shit. I think the A Train, uh, he's his brother is actually a good person who's trying to lead him on the right path. I think he's just a little lost. I, I could see A Train helping the boys defeat Soldier Boy. Probably Soldier Boy. I don't know, dude. He's and then sold maybe out maybe dying. That was pretty like I was like, man, can he come back from that? Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I was like at that point I was like, yeah, I don't know if he can come back. He got that dude smashed up. Yeah. Yeah, but now I his agree. brother's paralyzed. And says True. that's like the well, one thing tying him to humanity. Well, maybe. I, I, I to that end, I really do think that it's possible that the next step is that he loses his powers. Well, he's just gaining his powers. You think he's going to lose them already? 
He might try to do something heroic against Soldier Boy and get clapped immediately, and then just have to deal with being powerless. I don't know. Internal oh, suffering, okay. I like that. Uh, right, I see what you're saying. Um, and then we got another big um, thing here. So Starlight figures out that the Temp V kills you within like three to five doses. And well, Butcher... It did say that, but like, and you know, I don't know, it should just be totally off. What if, like, those notes were for a different version you know, than, <laughs> than what they're using? You know what I mean? So they're probably, what? like, developing in a different, you know, test batches or... I think they, they literally are, though. Like, like, that, I think that's how it's notated. Like, that's why we see all those random numbers, but they, we don't see 24 because 24 is what they're taking. We were told exactly, they were taking V24. That's what I was thinking. Uh, but, 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 it's not going to happen. Dosages, but they're already at three, right? It, I think I looked on their subreddit comment thread specifically for this reason because I was sure that somebody had done the count. Sorry, I was, hearing, it. I, I was hearing something squeaking. There's a little bit of squeak. Butcher's taking it at least three times. That's a bomb in your house, bro. We took it this episode. He took it... Uh, I think when they met up with Soldier Boy when he blasted that lady and then he took it like the first time when he killed uh, Gunpowder. Oh, uh, my my neighbor has a a, a bird eater outside. That's probably the birds. <laughs> bird That's the birds, everybody. Uh, everybody don't worry about. Don't worry, everybody. It was just the birds. Um. Yeah, that's horrible. yeah. I don't know. I think that would, I think that would be a lame um, uh, resolution sorry, for totally, that. Totally like, totally oh no, Starlight. Starlight was just wrong. She just read the wrong paper. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I, I think it's saying that oh, they've, sorry, I mean, he's already taken it three to four times already. Like, yeah, he would be in the, the dead range. I think. I, well, so I think Butcher's, Butcher's response to this. He, he was taking it three times as well. People counted, I think. Butcher's response to this is instead of telling Huey the truth, he tells Huey they need more. So and Butcher's also just got over this fucking nightmare mindstorm world where he's maybe starting to realize that he hurts everybody who loves him. So I don't know what Butcher's fucking deal is, but I am, Andy might have said that um, maybe Butcher wants to get the, the permanent V. Right after that so scene, that we saw... Save Huey? Right after that scene was the scene where Kimiko got injected with the permanent V. So when that happened, I was like, maybe he's trying to push right. Huey too, so far to the edge that Huey's literally going to get cancer and die unless he takes the permanent stuff. Or maybe he thinks that at this moment, him and Huey are, are going to die soon, and that the only way to save Huey is if he takes permanent V. Uh, yeah, I can see it going either way, because he could totally rationalize that like he doesn't have to worry about Huey if Huey is, just super, is super powered. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really give that the, uh, scene too much thought, uh, one way or the other. I, I assume that Butcher kind of turned a corner in that Mindstorm scene. I think that was the purpose of that scene, that Butcher's kind of... I mean, that's been it, his that could have been the whole show. I, I honestly don't think Butcher's going to turn a corner. Like, I don't think that's his character. I think that, like... I I think that he told... That is kind of my I think that yeah, he told initial us, thought from that scene. I think he told us his character was earlier on, like, when, like, Homewinder asked him what he could do, and he said Scorched Earth. Like, he, he is really committed to, to this. And I think that... He knows, or he could probably just tell himself that he needs to 
overlook this soup bullshit in his head and stay on focus, you know what I mean, for whatever his goal is. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of my initial thought uh, with the scene. I, I didn't think he was going to get permanent V. I thought he just didn't tell Huey because he was like, fuck it, we're just going to die doing this then. But I don't think that he would... I don't think that he would just kill himself like that without, like... Unless he had to, you know what I mean? I think if he could get his hands on permanent V, he would. And we've seen it, we've seen the boys get their hands on it now, so... You know... It, that's why I say one step leads to the other. With this scene, a little bit bullshit. Uh... Starlight grabbing that V, like it seemed like what well, anybody can walk into that Anybody's lab and just grab in. some vials. Like it wasn't yeah. even like I don't know. Homeowner couldn't smell it's it on her, silly. right? Well, I mean, yeah, he said he knew it. Like as soon as she like came in the building, like yeah, he, he, he caught her on her way out. I think, at. but yeah, yeah, but he did say like, oh I mean, yeah, I knew yeah, as yeah. soon as you entered, it's like so you probably knew where she was, and if you can like hear, her, and you know she talks shit, so like maybe she's gonna steal some V. Like that sounds like exactly like something that she would do. Yeah, that, that scene was a little little strange for me. I was like, like, how'd she get in the building in the first place? You think it's like as soon as she walked in, like in the bottom floor, go past security, like, uh, wait, haven't you been like shit talking to us? And like, oh, I got to figure it out. She it's blue food coloring. And next episode, we're gonna have a scene where she tells Kimiko that it was inside that the uh, compound V <laughs> was inside of her. Inside exactly. Yeah. You were the boys know. the whole time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've been you've been you've been healing yourself, Kimiko. All these gunshot wounds and such. Anyway, we got one episode left. Oh, any, I was just, any final predictions? Well, well, one final thing we didn't really talk about was that that whole interaction with Homie Lander and Starlight. She recorded on Instagram Live where he admitted to killing uh, Supersonic and threatening to kill Huey. Oh yeah. I mean, we we didn't we didn't see um, the fallout like that was close to the end of the episode. We didn't see the fallout that for Homelander or Vought after that. But like, how does that play into this? Because like, <laughs> I could see him call. I could see him just do another satire, calling it a deep fake or something. Yeah, or like, yeah, that's you know, what I was gonna say. I don't... Just straight up not caring. Like, oh yeah, but yeah. Homelander. What if what if they like bring in like the porn actor or something like that and get him to like admit to being on tape? Like in season one, we saw like a Homelander porn. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, I could definitely see something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The show is so full of satire. I imagine that won't escalate things at all. I will say, um, Star the Starlight and MM arc had like they were not as bad this episode, but Flask, I'm talking to you because you haven't seen it. Uh, (laughs) It got pretty bad, I think. Uh, Like that was one part of the show that really was not working. Pretty much the whole season for just one episode. I, I don't know. I I think the Starlight and Mother's Milk arc. Well, I guess it was maybe just one or two episodes, but they had an arc where both of them were breaking away from the boys for different reasons. Uh, oh, Starlight approved of Hugh's association with Soldier Boy uh, and the plan to kill Homelander. Uh, in Mother's Milk, uh, Soldier Boy killed his family, so he's he's naturally you know he hates Soldier Boy and he doesn't want to work with him. That caused a split in I the group. See. But it amounted to like scenes like Mother's Milk without Compound V defiantly wanting to stand up to Soldier Boy. And it's like, you know he's going to kill you. Okay. And Starlight, multiple scenes of Starlight yelling at Huey that for all the evil that Soldier Boy is and how he can't do that. And Huey's like, but like, we have to do this to kill Homelander. And she, she has literally no other plan. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't really hate the mother's milk scene where he was going to go fight Soldier Boy. I, I figured it was just like, okay, if he tries to run away, Soldier Boy could kill him no matter what. Like, he, he thought he was going to die anyway. He might as well go out swinging. Yeah. I can see that being mean the case. Anything, you know what I that's mean? That's fair. That, I, that, I that, recognize the problems. It, yeah. I recognize the problems for, for both those those characters arc, but I, they didn't bother me because I feel like Starlight's thing is that yes, she wants to def- defeat Homelander, but her whole thing and, and along with Huey has been to not lose their humanity in the process and to not become more like Homelander and to see Huey use V and kind of lose himself because he does have a problem. He's doing it not just because he wants to kill Homelander, but because he has insecurity about, you know, being weak and not being able to help out and not being able to save Starlight. So, uh, you know, and, and, and they have a conversation too where she asks him, like, you told me when we first started dating that it didn't bother you that I was a superhero. So I think I could see that there's, there's more to it that I don't think she's being a complete idiot. I think she's, she's upset and rightfully. So they, they just needed to give her a better plan or like some plan at all. Like, like I know that they wanted to make the, the Instagram live drop, like a big reveal. So like, they didn't want to necessarily like hint at that, but like her saying like, we could just go to the public and see what happens. Something like that. Like to give her like the seed of an idea instead of just screaming, I don't know, Having I don't nothing. know, but fuck you. Sure. It would have felt it would have felt better sure. for that character, you know what I mean? It would have been less annoying. Because like naturally you're gonna sympathize because yeah. like, you've seen it all, you're gonna sympathize with Huey, right? Because like you just know that like Homelander's gotta die. Um So to have a character like opposed to that, but like have nothing else to say, it's like eh, I get what you're going for, but it, at least for me, it felt flat. Maybe I'm overthinking it, though. I feel that. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I feel both, I feel both of them. I, I, I don't think Starlight's on, a, on board with the scorched earth policy that Huey and Butcher are, are on right now. They will literally do anything at this point, it seems. Um, and maybe Starlight wasn't there yet. All right, so... Predictions for the next episode. Then anybody else have any other predictions? I'm I, like, I, something's got to happen with Black Noir. We need oh, to yeah. see something with oh, Black, yeah. that was one thing we didn't Black Noir. Noir. So crazy, fucking. Flask. We, we got a lot of Black Noir backstory in the weirdest way this episode. A very weird. Have you heard about this, Flask? No. Uh, so we got Black Noir sitting alone in a room that had a stage on it. And then from hit like an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, like an abandoned, abandoned Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck e. Cheese yeah. And then in his perspective, he basically sees a bunch of cartoons playing out his life and talking to him, convincing okay. him to go back and fight Soldier Boy. Black Nord's animated backstory. Yeah. And then these cartoons have always been with him in his head, helping him when he was in a youngin in school when he. That's accidentally nice. mass- had a massacre in a hard rock cafe in, in Lagos or when he accidentally had an erection in seventh grade or something like that. Yeah. So this has been ongoing, which is weird because I, I assume that pre his incident in um, with soldier boy that. Yeah, but that's all that memory, right? Like, like if he's, if he goes insane after the incident and he, then he remembers like that one moment in the seventh grade, he probably remembers it differently with those cartoon characters. You know what I mean? Okay. 
I mean, That's in true. any case, he's Awful. he's insane, and he's got cartoon characters talking to him. But he's going back into the fight for with Soldier Boy. He's going to face Soldier Boy. So we, I didn't even think about that while we were talking about this. So that he could be a, uh, you know, I think Soldier one Boy that defeats Soldier Boy. Episode. I think Nora's going to kill Soldier Boy because, yeah. like, we just we just learned in Nora's characters. They're not going to they're not going to kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah, Nora's yeah, done just a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, and I just don't think that so Homelander and Soldier Boy can like I don't know how they'd carry on into a fourth season and still have like no. the tension there, you know what I mean? Or unless and wrap Absolutely. it up. I think one of them has to go. Yeah. Noir's gonna Maybe Noir's gonna Boy. kill Soldier Boy and start killing Homelander and Edgar stops Noir from killing Homelander and comes back into the fray. Something like that. That'd be crazy. In a Do mech you think Kamiko's gonna think... die, maybe? A newly I, powered Kamiko. I don't want to say it, but I feel like Frenchie's got to die. Like, there's so many scenes of them like being super in love, like super emotional, dramatic. Like, yeah, did Frenchie just get like uh, friend zoned in that episode? I was confused. Right? No, no. She was like, she like the kiss was weird because we're family. I was like, oh, maybe I missed that like, one. I, I don't remember her now. saying that. Just because she was like your family, oh. I want to protect my family. Oh shit! You're right. He might. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. But I, I don't know if I was just like reading mm. too much into it or, or what. But did did she say the kiss Damn. was weird? Pour one out for my boy. Yeah, she did. She, did. she, she said, those it, exact she said words. it felt weird, and then she not because she didn't I, like it. Yeah, not because I didn't like it, but mm. because we're family. And then she's like, "And I want to protect my family." And then <laughs> he said anything. Well, he no, he agreed that it was. He agreed that it was weird. He said right. we. So they might, I think they're on the same page. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, honestly, I don't, it, it seems clear as day that they're in a romantic relationship. I, I, I get what, that exact second. Like, based what? on the, yeah. And I didn't think well, about it until you just I mentioned know, dude. it. Think, so think about how Frenchie played that kiss. It was like in the worst possible fucking way where he just like stone cold stone face, doesn't say anything, just walks away. Or he like asked her if she wanted some snacks, right? And then he I walked away. I think he was away. a little shook. Maybe he was a little yeah, shit ever, by it too. I don't know. Yeah, what are yeah, but you're, you're right. I, I I feel like their their arc is coming to its its conclusion. It's got to be right. I mean, it's it's been about them, and you know, the last conversation between them was that you know we're family, and I need to be able to protect my family, and I'm choosing to have my powers after she had her powers I mean, taken I mean, away. Bullshit, dude, of course she'd want your powers back. Well, you'd yeah, want to be a normal person, you, you know? Like, well, I guess her, her whole arc has been that she's felt like she's a well, fucking monster. She's not right, a right, right. monster. I, I get it, but also at the same time, I'm like, dude, give me the powers. You want? You want, I want, you want to know yeah. what I want to know? Whatever happened to that one crazy so, suit from like season two that Stormfront like let go in the prison? Do you remember that? Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, you're absolutely right. No, wait, did they, that person die? No, nah, I don't think they ever called I mean, not me. on screen at least. It might have been in, like one of the news tickers at the bottom of the screen, which would have been lame, but. We're talking about the yeah. TK woman? Yeah. She's going to show up at the very end and uh, kill everybody. And we're not wrong that that character didn't have a demise. Not on screen. She, I think. I think perhaps even an episode ended with her walking away, letting us know that she's out and about somewhere. Maybe she's huh. living her life out there, straight chilling. I guess so. All right, Vita. Did you have anything else you want to discuss other than the boys? 
No. Fantastic. No, that's, it. that's all I had. That's good enough then for us to head right on in to our breaky break. We'll be back with John's Roundtable and then a delightful selection of news curated this week by, of course, the producer Flask. Hey, that's some real news. That's some real news. You know, news. you guys can all be co-curators if you'd like. <laughs> I keep meaning to get I, back I into the fold. I swear, one of these days, I, I, I just got to get know, on John, the track you of swear. doing it. You know what? We need to yeah. get John to like host an episode. I don't think you've done that before, right? Sure, I hosted Yo. like, what, we're on 101. I've hosted like 90 of these. We're on episode 102, right? Like It's time for a new podcast. Yes. I think that we start with John as the host and just see how it goes. <laughs> I'm concerned. I'd like that. Ironically, this is the, also the last episode of the podcast. Sorry, po- sorry, sorry, friends. Oh, shit. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I will do irreparable damage. All right, we'll be back. Carol, welcome back to the Broken Campfire Podcast, John. That's what they call me, John, and gentlemen. What do you t- what What do you tell us a little bit about your time? In the Prohibition era? Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> I think. So, you know, the summer summer sale, <laughs> you know, looking through, trying to find games. And I, I found a game that's just got the Definitive Edition remake. I, probably within the last like couple of years, right? I think so. Uh, 2020. Some, yeah. uh, and I never played the original. I got Mafia uh, 1 on Steam, and it was pretty good. Had you ever played um, those before? I played the second one when it came out on what the it had to be the 360 era, and then I, I the third one came out within the last couple of years, and I did not hear good things about it, so I did not buy it. Um, but I was I was delightfully surprised. Let's see, what is it? Uh, it's only sixteen bucks. Normally it's forty. Um, I mean the game. I mean it looks great. Uh, there's even uh, like a mode that separates you. Oh, like, well, let me, let me back up first, I guess. You can definitely tell it's uh, of a certain era because w- while it is technically an open-world game and there is, like, a big map, um, it's just mission to mission. So, like, you... It's not like... And I don't mean mission like Grand Theft Auto, like, oh, you gotta drive to this place and it starts. It's, you know, you do the mission you're doing, you get a cutscene, and it goes directly into the next one. Uh, and, you know, you're just driving from A to B in the missions, usually, like, getting chased or something. Uh, but they have a completely separate mode where you, it's not like, you know, you're not in the store. You can just drive around and have fun. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it looks, it looks pretty, uh, pretty impressive even for today. Uh, I like, I like driving around in games like these and seeing the old buildings and whatnot and the old cars. Uh, and yeah, I don't know, it's just like a fun game game. You know, it's just, it's in the era before, you know, they were selling you the DLC and the battle pass and the, the expanded multiplayer coming out in six months. You know, just like a straight-up action-adventure third-person shooter uh, with, like, a okay story. Hmm. Uh, you'd love it, Vito. You know, name, you know Vito, what I'm right? saying? Yeah, it's, much, it's my paisans. No, his name's Tommy, actually. I don't know what you're talking I don't think there's actually... Uh, there might, no, there, there, I think uh, there is a Vito in the game. I think you're just, like, an old man. No, I also don't think there's pies on the game. That's Luigi. Never mind. That's Luigi. 
Oh, you just think all. Yeah, I played the original lot as a kid. I liked the I liked the first game a lot. Yeah, well, I I, I mean, if you want ever want something like that, the remakes definitely. I, I didn't play the original, so I don't know how it stands up. But I mean, I did look up the cutscenes, and, and it looked like dog shit before, and now it looks really nice. So. <laughs> I remember I played it. I, I played it because I was, you know, was, I I love GTA, and I was like, oh, that's a game like GTA. And at first, I just like you, I was really annoyed that, um, I had to do mission to mission. It wasn't a true free room. Uh, but it it I did I did fall in love with the game and I love the first game. But um, you do get a free roam mode after you beat the game. But if you're like me, like I already beat the game, man. Like I kind of I don't really want to just drive around cars. Yeah, well, on the plus side, that mode is unlocked over. from the beginning. You don't have to beat it. Oh, and the and the yeah, remaster the re- is that's the remaster, great. At least. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean the the map is pretty pretty decently sized. I mean it's I don't know I don't know how you compare these things, but like it felt pretty big. I guess cars move kind of slower because they're older cars. But uh, that reminds yeah, me of um old map L.A. Noir, where it's like a GTA style where you can drive around in the open world, but there's nothing to do in the open world. It's just you're right. you're basically doing mafia style where you're just driving from mission to mission. There's nothing to do otherwise in the big open they, world they made. Uh, I don't know if this was in the original, but in the definitive edition at least, there is an option where you can just skip drives. So as soon as you get in the car, <laughs> just press down on the D-pad and it will skip to like your destination. It's funny. You just want to just straight up just only do shooting sections, I guess. Uh, I did not use that because I enjoyed the driving in the game. It's cool. There's like a speed limit, you know, and you have to like, you know, kind of obey it if there's cops around. Um and there's like, yeah, you know, it's, I don't know, cool. Like, uh, if you crash, you know, you take a lot of damage and stuff, and you can kill your guy. Ah, it's good. It's a good game. It was. Uh, it reminded me of a. a, a I don't want to say better, but a, uh, an era of gaming I'm more fond of than than today. Mm. You're telling me. Uh, so if you're if you're feeling that. that, and you got some extra change to throw around, try out Mafia Definitive Edition. Uh, you know, I got another. You know, I also have something that I was waiting on Greg to talk about. He doesn't have to be here, but I've seen Doctor Strange, and he also seen it. And I think I, I like him more than him. But I think that there's uh, yeah, whatever. Who cares? I'll go into it. I I liked it, but here's the <laughs> thing. Last like... yeah, I don't care. Minor spoilers for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and some MCU show stuff until one twenty one fifteen. And I, I realize this, and it's the movie's fault. It's not Greg's fault at all. And I don't, it may not have changed anything. But, like, this Doctor Strange movie isn't a sequel to the first Doctor Strange movie. This Doctor Strange movie is a sequel to the Disney Plus series, uh, <clears throat> WandaVision. Basically, but Like, yeah. if you didn't watch that, which I'm sure Greg didn't, uh, you don't know who the fuck these boys are she's talking about. Like, Wanda's main motivation for the movie. True. You don't know why she's, like, evil and has all these witch powers. It's like, when did all this happen? And then, like, I've seen the Disney Plus series, so I was like, oh, this is cool. After the movie, I was thinking about it, and I was like, this would be much less enjoyable for someone who has no idea about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, the I think MC... that was my only complaint about the movie. Well, the... it was definitely one of them. Okay, okay. Uh, the the know, MCU to... has always treated its series like you are expected to have seen every single previous film in the franchise, even when there's like 20 of them that you have to watch. It's like, it's like you can't watch, you know, number 28 without having seen the previous 27. Surely 
no one would do that, right? No one would just go see this newest film, even though they're not technically sequels to one another. And yet, I think they're also treating the MCU shows like the movies. Like, of course you would have seen them. So they're they're just as interconnected and interwoven as the movies are. Who wouldn't watch those as well? Yeah, my problem, I guess, and and it's really like a distinction that anyone can draw the line anywhere they want. But for me, it's like, yeah, maybe you had to see all the movies, but those are movies that you're willing to go see. Now you're asking me to pay for an extra service. (laughs) Yes. To just to keep up to date so I can keep watching those movies that I liked. Um, yeah, we just happen to be people, both of us, have who too have much seen money, all like, those, but there's, yeah. I'm sure there's people who haven't. Who are like, I'm sure there's way more people that didn't Yeah, um, pick and choose. I maybe. wanted to ask Greg what he like, thought about that. It's like the fourth time Greg has talked to us on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, though, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. I uh, Not perfect, for sure. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I had fun watching it. It's definitely on my more favorable side of the Marvel movies. That's good. I liked the Raimi moments when they were, when they showed up. Yeah, there was some fun camera stuff going on. Okay. Okay. Character motivations were a little, little shaky, but, you know, whatever, dude. <laughs> I've heard very, very all over the board things about Dr. Strag. Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> Um, talked a little bit about Fall Guys. I'll talk, I guess, a little bit more. So yeah, I came to the Epic, uh, whatever stupid launcher. Luckily, I already had it downloaded for that Evil Dead game, so it wasn't too much of a hassle. But um, all the levels they've added, I gotta say, pretty big thumbs up. I think they've realized that a lot of people like the uh, like racing or like track levels. Yeah, um, sure. that seems to be what they added the most of. And they're all pretty fun. Uh, you know, they got like speed boosts and. Yeah, proper I races. Know, like, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, actual, yeah, like racetracks and stuff. Uh, not just like slime climb, like, God, get out of the slime and go up. Even though that's still a good one. It is. Um, and yeah, then, then there's a few others. There's like a hoop. There's a few hoop ones they added where you're kind of like jumping up and down in a trampoline while these hoops are, I don't know. Coming at I'm not going to describe it yeah, well. There's I a hoop one, hoops. all right? And it's fun. Uh, and I've noticed that they've even, like, redone some of the older ones. Um, I was doing the the one where, like, the walls kind of come at you and you have to, like, you know, move out of the way. And there's... there's oh, yeah. And there's, and there's, yeah, there's permutations. I forget all the names. But I played it again and there was, like, some verticality to it. It wasn't just, like, moving out of the way of, like, this wall. And then Are you talking about Black Party? This wall. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's definitely verticality um, uh, permutations. Yeah, yeah. You had to, like, some of them, yeah, you wouldn't be able to jump and, like, ride on top of the walls now and keep, you know, just... I'm just saying, they touched up all their levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Besides being on the Epic Games launcher now, and, yeah, the, the complete, like, uh, free-to-play, destroy... Not that I, I don't care about cosmetics. I could use whatever skin I'm using now to the end of time. <laughs> you know, I'd actually prefer if they turned all beans gray and... Uh, didn't have any skins for anybody. That would be my preferred play style. I, I most often use a skin from like way early days. Like <laughs> when I think about what skin is like my main skin, it's one from super early on that I've just, right. I've, uh, it's given me strength when I go to play. For sure, dude. But, but yeah, besides like now, yeah, now there's a paid currency. You can buy like these, I don't even know what they are, like star coins and 
You can use those for like the extra good skins. It, you know, whatever. It's basic free to play bullshit. Yes. Uh, besides that, um, the game's solid. I think I, I'd say. And they got they may have a ton of playlists. They have what uh, you know, like a solo, a duo, a quads, and then they have like two unique playlists. Like one was uh quads extreme where you know you only had one life, uh, and the other one was just like play the latest games of like the season. Right. So it seems like they you know they have a good spread. And then it seems like there's a also a custom mode or something. I don't know if you need like a full game. There was some sort of custom hosting abilities. I didn't sure really check out those. So I don't know. We had fun. We played some some squads a couple of days ago, and I mean, it's easy pickings out there, boys. You just you yeah, just don't like grab that crown. <laughs> hey, we were throwing some W's out. Yeah, I mean, we all have got. A bunch of wins under all. I got a bunch of wins. Everyone, yeah, I'll farm some wins, wins for sure. Vito's you know, got a bunch of wins. We all, everybody here's got. Everybody, a bunch everybody of wins. does. I can't even count. But you asked me to count. I couldn't even count. The numbers just. I didn't ask. No, I don't. Don't come to no. mind. Yeah, all nobody right. asked you to count. Uh, cool. And then lastly, wait, John. Real some quick. people. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, early on, did you say that you were playing it off of EGS? Uh, like no, I think I, well, no, 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 I was doing a bit. Oh, where I was saying okay. I'm playing on Steam, and I waited a few seconds, and then I said, with the help of the X Game Store. What's that? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay, because w- what I heard was like that you were playing it on EGS because it went to EGS, where I was like, I was going to tell you if you were doing that, that you can't still play it on Steam. Oh, yeah, no, I still, <laughs> still play it on Steam. Um, and then lastly, because some people are just straight fucking lazy and disgusting, I've had to play the Cuphead DLC by myself so far. Dude, it's uh, only been out for a day! <laughs> what do you mean? We have a job, Vito. We, we it's owe been these out people, for one day! We owe these people content. So uh, Vito is keeping tonight, dude. holding you Yeah, back. we'll see. Uh, I, I, I just messed around a little bit. I want to get too deep into it because I did want to play with my buddy Vito. But I have, I've beat two of the bosses so far. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think there's, there's got to be, I don't know how many there are. I'm thinking there's at least six. I'm thinking maybe eight. I don't know. Maybe Whoa. I'm giving them too much credit. Uh, I actually beat one while you guys were watching the boys. It was, it was too fucking Unbelievable. easy. Unbelievable. It's only like, what, a fucking $11 DLC? Yeah, $8. Absolute $8? steal. I mean, steal. It's, it's, it's crazy. I, you know, it's funny. When I originally was going to, when I bought this yesterday, I clicked on, there's a bundle for Cuphead. And the DLC, and it's like twenty something dollars. Steel. I thought that was the price of the DLC, and I was like, "All right, that's fair, twenty bucks." <laughs> Turns out, no, nah, dude, that's the game and the DLC together. Wait, so did oh. you did you buy the game? No, no, no. I, I stopped because <laughs> in my card it was like, "You already own one of these items." Oh, okay. I was like, "Wait, what?" I mean, the game um, itself was twenty bucks, which is it's such a great game. A great game, right? And, and to and to clarify, it's fourteen. It's on sale right now for fourteen bucks. Shoot. Yeah, that's steel. Uh, but yeah, so I, I've played a little bit. Why ask? Have you ever bosses. played it? Uh, I own it, and I did place a little bit of it back when it came out. Um, and I was just like, I got destroyed, and I was just like, I guess I am really not in the mindset for this right now, and I, I haven't gone back. To since. be fair, I don't know how far I would have gotten the game if I played by myself, playing with John, and not just playing with John, playing with a version of John who had already beaten the game multiple times and remembered all of the bosses 
was like very helpful to keep me going. Oh, okay. And I, I, I'm pretty sure like for almost, for most of the boss fights, John, like I died and John would like beat him <laughs> on his own. Hey, but Vito oh, but was his brother Vito. Away. He was, yeah, but you know, when I turned around, yeah. it was Vito's hand on my shoulder. Exactly. With the slap. Pushing you off the platform you were on. No, luckily there's no collision. Yeah. Some of these are toughies. I, I gotta say, I'm like I said, I beat two of them. One took like a lot of practice. The other one was like a flying one, and we're gonna do it in like two tries. Although they they've both looked really cool. Like, I mean, that's like half the reason you're playing, right? You wanna right. fun animations. Uh, I've got no complaints there. There is a so I say yeah, I say what they added. There's a third character you can play, and it's it's kind of. I guess, I don't know, unique, whatever. So instead of having a charm, like the Invisidash or, you know, the first jump of Perry's automatic, you put a cookie in there and you can play as Miss Chalice. And she has, like, a different moveset. She has, like, a double jump. Whoa. And, like, her parry is died, or tied to, like, the dash instead. Um, oh. So, yeah, totally different play style. And you can go back and play the older bosses with her. I haven't really used her much, actually, just because, you know, <laughs> a Cuphead purist, you know how it is. <laughs> Uh, they've added three new weapons. I've only used one of them, but I like it a lot. Um, and yeah, I don't know how many new bosses yet. I've seen two or three so far. Um, and I, I know there's more to the island to unlock. So big thumbs up so far. And, uh, of course we're going to just sort of smash through it tonight. The whole thing. Uh, we'll, we'll let oh, you know yeah. how it is. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'll congratulate you two in advance. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I'd say that's about it for me. They should put a um they should put a boss in Cuphead called Head Cup, and it's a Japanese oh. Kappa. No. You should write that into them. You think so? You think they would well, accept yeah. it and put it in the games? Well, I mean, I think they would at least give it a, a thoughtful uh response. Yeah. Well, yeah, if should. that ever becomes anything you're interested in, I'll try that. Okay. John? Cuphead. That's it. it. That's it. Okay. And with that, being it for John, we viewers, listeners, tasters, because we're on the (laughs) youtube.com slash Rabbit Campfire as well. True. Uh, We're going to move on into the news. News, 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 news. The free upgrade to Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 raised the minimum system requirements on PC, thus locking some players out who updated their games and couldn't revert back. Wait a minute. Then capped on. Uh, it basically they patch the game, make it look nicer, and it changes the re- system requirements of the game. Oh, uh, okay. I thought they like didn't make it. I thought they just just raised the system requirements. It didn't make it look nicer. <laughs> just to fuck with people. Fuck you guys. You know, it was like a free update. <laughs> Be- Buy a uh, Capcom th- thankfully did reactivate the previous version, so you can um roll back. And we got ray tracing, 4K support, higher frame rates, 3D audio. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. So, Dustin Daniel Cretton, the Shang-Chi filmmaker, is teaming up with Andrew Guest, a writer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Community, to develop a live-action Wonder Man series for Marvel. 
Who's that? Is it a yeah, series or a movie? Wonder Man. It's a series. A series. Black well, Wonder Man. Is Wonder Man is uh, he's most well known for being in the Avengers. Uh, he started out as a villain in his like first appearance, and then um, got one of the people like Hawkeye who became a hero and then persisted as a hero forever more. Um, he has like. In his original incarnation, he had like um, like Superman-esque abilities, like flying brick abilities. But then they developed him more later on to be more of like an ion energy being. So he could tr- transform into like an energy mode. And and he's all like glowy and bubbly and stuff like that. And he still is like a Superman kind of, or like a, still has kind of the same powers as like a Captain Marvel or something. Um, but he's energy also. <laughs> And his okay. his thing as a in his personal life is that he's an actor, so he's an act he's a high profile actor in his in the Marvel universe's uh, version of Hollywood. So, but he can actually uh, like do his own stunts and stuff because he's got powers. Oh, uh, okay. He sounds lamer than Fox. That's, that's <laughs> cheating. When he was a it villain, did he also call himself Wonder Man? I was thinking I th- that Vito. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that's the same thing for a villain. It's a weird thing for a villain. Yeah. I think so. Unless you just didn't know you were the villain. <laughs> I honestly that's don't remember. True, yeah. That would be funny though. Like, wait, you guys think I'm the bad guy? My name's Wonder Man. <laughs> also, his um his brother is the villain Grim Reaper. If I recall, well, that's a villain name. That's <laughs> a, a villain. Yeah, there you go. yeah, he's got a big scythe on his hand, and um, no he, I, I believe it was his brain patterns used to make uh, the vision initially. No, that was Tony Stark, dude. Sorry, that's in the movies. Yeah. In the in the comics, it was <laughs> Hank Pym, and I believe he used Wonder Man's or Simon's. Uh, brain patterns to, to make the vision which makes it's it very weird pattern. that then like when when uh when wanda scarlet witch uh fell in love with vision and simon's like wait does that mean that she loves me as well so it was like confusing at the and time she said she said no nah. she not, said no nah. <laughs> <laughs> i like his cold metal posterior Absolutely not uh so yeah it's you're making me very uncomfortable i right <laughs> i could i could like I can already see this series. Just like, like can't a, you? Right? Way? No, just in like a neutral way. Oh, can, but can you? You see it. Happen. Can you already see like the actor Hollywood kind of like he's the cool guy Hollywood guy uh, who's like uses powers or something for for stunt work, but then he's like has to be he's forced into like doing something for like a villainous organization or something like that, but then he turns the tables on them and becomes a hero or something something like that. Could be anything in you know similarity to to that sort of. There's thing. a wide space. Yeah. I get you. Like I could totally already see like what they're gonna do with this. But maybe maybe it'll. Be I wonder different. if like Marvel has like a list of superheroes that they're like if if you want to make a TV show these are the superheroes you could touch and it's just like this list of fucking this deep D listers. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I'm or sure they it's have. Like the, no, sh- you're you. <laughs> Or or you come to them and you're like, no, I want to make a show based on fucking Wonder Man. And then they go, who? <laughs> like, they don't even know. I think they give and, people the shows and movies and stuff. But I do definitely think they have a, a list of F to D listers who you were, are just like open season to be able to be used 
as characters right, and there's stuff. There's no risk. There's no risk no involved. Risk. You're not going to yeah. fuck up a movie. And they don't have to be preserved for, like, future comics or anything like that. They're just... They can be one and done. Yeah, in where's a movie my or Flatman Marvel series? Yeah, where's the where's the Great Lakes Avengers? <laughs> Come on, Marvel. Where's Frogman? I'll tell you where Frogman, Frogman is. Man. He very well may be a boss in Capcom's new game, Dragon's Dogma 2. <laughs> How oh. did that make any sense, Andy? So, so they're two different it. companies. Well, no, they're doing a crossover, maybe. Oh, I can see Cap. I can see Dragon talking about rumor. having a giant frog man as a boss. So yeah, um, again, Greg fucks us because yeah, he was the I was most just going to say this. that. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Yeah, but I, I am also excited. Series. I never played the uh, game Dragon's before. Dogma One. I played it a couple years ago. It was really good. Um, yeah, it's fun. And I think after release, it had like a special edition or like a game of the year, whatever. And it had Darker Risen. Darker Risen, right. And it had um, some really good quality of life updates that I think made the game a lot better and more fun to play than even like the people who played it on launch. Um, it's really good. I, I played it yeah, it's- for the first time two or three years ago, so recently enough that I feel like I can, I can say definitively it still holds up very well. That's good to hear because I I did play it back near when it came out. I would say it like it does have flaws, but it's a weirdly unique game. Like it stands out in the memory because it does what it does well so well. It's less than five dollars. There's, right there's now, elements the about it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's cheap. It does oh, yeah, what I it does it. well, yeah. and it's it's like um, it has unique certain systems that are like really cool. That I would love to see used again. I will warn. I will caution new players. I think that it takes a couple hours to get off the ground, um, but when it does, it really is worth it. Yeah. Well, I'll let you take the next one. The story from Axios. Oh yeah. Um, so I was wondering a couple episodes ago, like, uh, why did they make the quarry? Uh, why did Supermassive Games make the quarry as another standalone game instead of it being part of the Dark Pictures anthology or whatever? Uh, speculating as to that, right. we learned some new information that uh, the quarry was originally being developed as a signature, quote, signature Stadia release. So it was being developed for the Stadia in particular, along with some uh, other games. Signature Stadia um, release. Those are some cursed words. <laughs> Very. Yeah. An, ex- an exclusive for the Stadia. Yeah. Um, yeah. this this article is like formatted super weird, and I would never. I mean, like, that would definitely help explain because the- why why it's like the same game, but at a, at a yes with a different IP. Yeah, different like branding. you you could totally imagine Stadia wanting an Until Dawn for Stadia and not wanting it to be associated with a PC series or like a console series. Yeah, for sure. That's off of Stadia. Uh, so uh, that that starts making sense. I finally have closure. <laughs> finally. What's up with the devil? Sorry, I thought you were I thought you had something else to say. Um not really. That's just mind, the end of my wondering. I was talking to Vito. I thought he had to follow up. Diablo Immortal oh. earned twenty four million dollars in two weeks. Can they retain success? I don't think they need to. I'll say that. Twenty four dollars. In what sense? Why? Well, 
I guess $24 million. I guess maybe it didn't recoup their development costs, but I wouldn't be surprised if it recouped their development costs. Just a phone game, yeah. right? Um, I mean, I'm sure that they're going to see a sharp fall off, but I, th I think, unfortunately, we, we learned from this that, like, no matter how, many, how much people yelled and cried about Diablo Mortal, it was still $24 million spent on... This game is free, right? And it's just microtransactions? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. yeah. It works. That's crazy. Twenty. Yeah, I mean, million. I we think... We gotta make a, a phone game. <laughs> yeah, I broke yeah, a phone game for sure. We should um, do it. I, I don't have the exact numbers, but I think that, like, this $24 million is is nowhere near what, like, say Diablo 3 made in the same amount of time or something like that, but... Um, I, I guess you have to like judge it differently because it is a mobile game and it is going to have a lengthier tale of uh people being sucked dry, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's uh too much money for this game to have made already. But uh, speaking <laughs> of to too money. much money being spent on bad ideas. <laughs> Game of Thrones Jon Snow sequel series is in development at HBO, of course, with Kit Harington attached to reprise his fan-favorite role in the first potential Thrones project to take place after the events in the original series. And I think I saw it was rumored to just be called Snow. Snow. No. Hey, you see Snow? From what I heard, he's like, Kit Harington is like, be, like not just in the series but like he i don't want to say so much as like pitched it but like maybe pushed for it i mean to like have a new please, series for john snow please, i was I gonna say this. like Fuck, I need this. of course he would right i mean if he if he really liked that and that kind of made his career though there mm. there were other people in the series uh who uh have explicitly said they are not doing any more throne shit right um, I'm honestly surprised that he would do this because I, I everything I heard about his experience seemed like he was just waiting for it to be over. Not that he didn't enjoy being a part of the whole Game of Thrones, you know, uh, zeitgeist and and phenomenon, but like that he no, was yeah. filming in the snow, filming in in like Iceland or wherever in in bad conditions, uh, almost exclusively for him, and had to like wear his hair long and do the whole thing. And it was just like, okay, this is an experience that I'm, I will be done with eventually. <laughs> That's what I got the impression of. It could be that I, I got the impression that a lot of actors tied to that series wanted that to be over and, and wanted to yeah. distance themselves from that series because for sure they knew while they were filming that last season that it was not going to go down. Yeah, but but at the I, same time, think, like maybe the idea is new writers, new show. You know, they're not mm -hmm. they're no longer constrained by the books, or maybe they felt that way. Uh, things could be different. You know what I'm saying? It's probably thoughts they could have. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. I think that would be a bad take. Uh, maybe John, uh, what's uh, Kit Harrington is more of like a working actor and it's just a great paycheck because <laughs> and he, how are you doing anything but, but just, you know, you're stuck. You're stuck in the series. You're not going to go on. He's Black Knight. Roles after this. He's Black Knight though. From the Eternals. What is that? That's a Marvel? Yeah, yes. no one cares about that. <laughs> oh, boy. You're Jon Snow. You're Jon Snow Hold for the rest on. of your life. You were Jon Snow. You could have branched out and done other things. And then now you're doing another Game of Thrones show, dude. What are you doing? 
Well, I mean, maybe maybe he pitched something like a, a limited series or something. You know what I mean? We don't. I don't think know the nature of this, but like maybe he said like I got a six episode idea, right. um, right. something. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to commit to f- completing a seven book series with this project. I, I'm just playing the devil's advocate, but you know, I yeah, I, sure, I can see sure. a world in which it and were in which it would be. Of course, he knows it's going to print money, so you know. They're already making all these other shit shows. Might as well throw a snow on there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, reading this next story for the first time. This is classic, classic KOTOR lore, I guess. Aspir shipped KOTOR 2 on Switch with a bug that prevents you from completing the game. Asper. Giving Switch players in 2022 oh, the experience of playing KOTOR on day one. Right. <laughs> Just because it was a noticeably buggy experience. But this one, I guess probably worse than anything else in the original game yeah it was yeah well maybe they shouldn't have tried to beat the game so fast <laughs> it is yeah, not, just it has already been patched yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it's already been patched maybe they just slowed down a little bit flask uh, you provided us a lot of um crying faces on this week's news and this one is perhaps the biggest crying face of them all tony hawk says there was going to be a THPS 3 and 4 remaster before the Vicarious Visions merger. Oh, yeah. VV's yeah. uh, merged into Blizzard. Um, and and as, as we said, like a month or two ago, it no longer even has the Vicarious Visions letterhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they done. This is, yeah, this is a, this is a definite sad face emoji. Um, you know, uh, Pro Skater 1 plus 2 was uh was a genuinely good remake and i enjoyed it and uh but three and four uh would have been very exciting because three in particular was one probably the one i played the most uh aside from underground and uh, four was also good so three and four would have been a a real treat for me they're just classic games um yeah, and and updated for modern standards it would have been uh, would have been a treat that I can no longer have. <laughs> I feel bad for me and all the other skaters out there, all the other skate punks, and for Vicarious Visions. Here's something else to feel bad for: skate or die. Yeah, Night Dive's Blade Runner remaster is a mess. This game famously came packaged with a uh, superior fan version. Uh, the original game, I mean. But upon release of the remaster on GOG, um, the original version with the fan patch was delisted in favor of this uh, new edition, which you guys can see in the Rock Paper Shotgun article, some comparison shots, how much <laughs> how, how much worse it looks. Um, yeah, it's like, what the hell happened? <laughs> the Night Dice yeah, version. For sure. Um. To add fuel to the fire, Gog has actually since defended the decision. Um, you know, I guess when you buy it, you do get the original game. You can always choose to mod it yourself. Hmm. But still, it's they probably it, it probably now costs more to get the original game um, back. Though, I guess, even as I say that I'm dated, because I see there was an update that uh, uh, Gog did, due to fan outcry, eventually reinstate the scummy scum vm edition as it's known <laughs> right right 
Yeah, it's it's not like one of the most egregious um, delistings of of some like better version. I mean, at least they seen. eventually yeah recanted, yeah. and then yeah, and they took it back. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it to me it, the crazy part is that Night Dive's remaster is so bad. Like, just how do you release something in that state when there's a, a direct comparison already out there? You know why? Like, I I know why business reasons, but like, how does that happen? For sure. Uh, in some interesting news, I guess, which I say interesting because it's a bizarre turn. Not that I believe it, but uh, <laughs> the external uh, cyberpunk is alleging, sorry, CD Projekt Red is alleging that the external QA team for Cyberpunk 2077 misled CD Projekt over its experience. I think what happened is that a uh like a YouTube channel supposedly not supposedly a YouTube channel uh leaked information from a supposed former employee of this QA team this external QA team Quantic Lab who was revealing that like their working or not working conditions but like their their working uh, ethos and philosophy was like all messed up in Quantic Lab and that they supposedly misled cyberpunk as to their experience as to the uh the experience level of like their newer hires and and what their team was comprised of and also just their like they did that thing where um in bug testing where there's like a a bug quota so employees were like incentivized to find as many bugs as possible because to, to meet their quota which is always a bad sign in a qa team you don't want that um, cause that just incentivizes well, like shoddy, shoddy work, M- listing bugs, uh, that would have otherwise been a single bug as multiple bugs. Um, not, not, uh, uh, not reporting bugs that you find because you're saving them for down the line so that you can report them later to meet a later quota, stuff like that. It's all, it's all sorts uh, of messed up. So Quantic Labs though, uh, they had a response that I actually right. I thought I found fairly compelling where they pointed out that they have over 400 employees across three offices with 60 clients. They do 200 projects a year. Um, and it's typical that uh, these big publishers uh, will uh, use multiple, several, they say, QA outsourcing companies, not depending solely on one. Uh, so it seems like their response is basically this. This is an unreasonable thing to suggest that we would have dropped the ball like this, given how many, how well we do normally, how many projects we handle, and also even if we did, uh, it's also uh, you don't just rely on one QA firm. Oh yeah, because because not game this big. Yeah. Even if commercials for the guys like turn up the graphics on level five. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like, and who knows? Maybe, (laughs) maybe they. I don't know. CD Projekt Red is obviously Quantic Lab may have turned in shit work, right? But who who shipped the game? You know exactly. Like, who like said, even if all this is absolutely true, it's not on Quantic Lab. The 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 final game right. that was shipped by CD Projekt. Right. Absolutely. Finally, some 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 hearty eyes on this uh, on this news oh, docket. Thank God. 
Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is coming in 2023. And you guys played the, uh, oh, the Battle really? Network games? Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, dude, I played a couple of those games on the uh, GBA probably, and they were a lot of fun. Yeah, I like the little grid-based uh, fighting. Yeah. It was a cool yeah. combat system. I don't know if I would yeah, play ten of those fun. games, but I'm 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 glad. <laughs> ten of them, yeah, holy! It, yeah, they're putting yeah, every dude. game in with every version of every game. It's so yeah. Wow, it's, it's a, it's I mean, a it really game. is a legacy collection. Yes, it is. I don't know if I ever brought this sick. up, but uh, I loved these games at a certain. Oh, time I know in that. My yeah. Childhood. Like some of my that. friends uh, also had the games. Uh, particularly three was the one that was big at a time in my life. Um. And I actually got weirdly good at the the versus mode, like I was genuinely a competitor in my mm-hmm. uh, in my friend group. And That's to sick. this day, uh, yeah, Battle Network Three may be one of my most played games if we're just talking hours. So I'm excited. Play times. That's sick. They're good games. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no promises, but I think I might get that. We'll see, John. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. A Nintendo fan bought 5 million yen, a.k.a. $40,000 worth of Nintendo stock in order to ask them about F-Zero because it allowed him to participate into a shareholders meeting. Um, what did they say? Nintendo president says he's grateful for the enthusiasm, but there are currently no more pl- or no plans for more F-Zero. God, I'm going to spend 40 <laughs> grand just to get told. Just, mm, just no. to ask a question? Like, he doesn't yeah. have, like decision power i guess you need to spend more no he i, th- I believe he even said bare like minimum yeah like I, the bare minimum to get a question in and even then it wasn't guaranteed that his question was gonna be answered it just happened to be answered bro. and that's what they told him bro why don't you send him an email thanks for asking <laughs> but no it is realistically <laughs> difficult to develop new titles and remakes including sequels for every nintendo game that people request but we are very grateful and appreciate the expect the expectations our fans have for our games Yes, Nintendo, we know you've let certain uh, licenses and properties just languish for years. We're well aware of that. And then because because they answered no, Nintendo stock uh, dropped severely and he was stuck holding the bag on $40,000. I mean, good for that. I mean, good on that guy, really. What a hero that he would put his money where his I'm mouth is. And, for tone, I mean, why would they make F-Zero when they can make $40,000 on not making it? You know what I mean? Like, that's just <laughs> true. <straight> profit. <laughs> true, true, true. Though I guess they literally bought their stock, not their product, so those are different. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sigourney Weaver oh. is playing a teenager... <laughs> is, is playing a teenage Na'vi in Avatar The Way of the Water for some reason. I just saw this news today and I was like, what? I mean, I she looks that, good. Like, like I the see character. the character, like the Navi. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, as far as like, I guess I could buy that this is a a teenager. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have no doubt that the I mean, CG Navi sense. character is going to be yeah. fine. It's just a seventy-year-old actress playing a teenage blue alien. Uh, is a little strange, and I'm still not sure why it's happening. Yeah, she's got to fake the voice to speak a little higher, right? Hey, kids, it's me and Navi. It's called, <laughs> hey, 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 she's, she, she is Jake and Netri- Netiri's adoptive teenage daughter. Yes. That is the story. It's called acting. Oh, right. I forgot about acting. 
You know, you know the Navi aren't real, also, right? You know, there's no blue people. Wait, what do you mean? You dumped. It's them. called a, it's called if acting. You, if they're, you clicked on the link. Wait, what do you? They're, they're yeah, there's pictures of them all over, dude. I'm, Have you seen those? Yeah, there's literal pictures, bro. Yeah, like, how no, can you say there's real. not? What are you touch? It's like your video. It's like you your sound video stupid games. You, right now. Oh, wait, Vito, you've like seen the documentary games. from 2009, right? You've seen that. You've seen that, right? <laughs> About Pandora. <laughs> you mean the the. I mean the movie <laughs> about the Pandora Revolution, yeah, the rebellion thing. Yeah, it's not a documentary. All right, it was well, really touching, uh, honestly. What, whatever, what whatever, Joker. Look at a periodic table right now and tell me that you don't see an unobtainium. Well, I've never looked at a periodic table, a table in my life. I just is. know that unobtainium. You, is you know what a table is? I am surrounded by periodic tables and I see nothing but unobtainium, and I cannot. Is your room? Is your room wait. all periodic tables? Do you have of periodic course. tables on the wall? Do you really? No, these walls are periodic tables. Like a, it's like a, one of those plastic mats. That's no, periodically I eat my food off tables. Sometimes I do it off my desk. <laughs> you really, Dude. I, you really need a period. I don't consider you a true scientist. You don't have an abacus and a periodic table on your wall. Hmm. I know you got an abacus on your desk. I've never used an abacus in my earlier. fucking life. Not even the phone. Come on. Yeah. How do you count past uh, 10 then? Fuck. I, I, here's here's the secret that the big science doesn't want you guys to know. You don't have to. You just make well, shit up. I was I was gonna say. What? I think that's the answer. Is that science doesn't require that sort of large scale. I thought you were gonna say there aren't numbers bigger than ten. Well, in my science, there aren't really numbers bigger than ten, but there are, are a lot, a lot, a lot of numbers smaller than one. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Fuck. That just don't make no sense. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this rip-roaring episode of the Broken Campfire podcast. Uh, Greg, I think I counted five fucks that you gave to us this this podcast, at least. I, I might not have got them all. We're there was a lot of times we wish you were here, Greg. And I know you're never going to listen to this. So He doesn't care. Fuck you. I fuck guess. Greg. Let's just say something just, just fucking Just totally truly crazy. heinous. All right, Vito, you I go hope first. He gets kidney stones. <laughs> I don't know what you guys talking about. I love my friend Greg. But Greg this episode's not about Greg, even though it Fuck kind of Greg. feels like it is. This episode actually was about Flask, even though it felt like it may not have been. Hey, thanks, this Flask. Congratulations once again on being the, uh, I'll just say it, the unsung hero of the variety show. Not just Hell for yeah. submitting the most games. And running the most games, but also for paradoxically winning the most at the end. It's funny how numbers work that that way. Yeah, weird, yeah. weird. Luckily, they're under huh? ten. Almost like it was rigged. Or yeah, something. Flash has got a great I point. Wait, points. hold on a second. I don't want to say it, but you know. Hold on a second. I'm looking here. I'm seeing that Flask and Andy have been friends since like, like way longer than the rest of us knew each other. Right. That's just yep. it. It's just more. Th- I don't know. I'm just saying, like all these things well, are just kind of like yeah, definitely over ten years. On, Wait know? a second, probably probably like fifteen ish years, more than that actually. I yeah, probably like time. sixteen, seventeen years. Something. Like yeah, that. yeah. It would give you a long time to plan something like this. I'm just. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying give you, you could, a long time. You could do that. I would never long, do such long, a long, long con. time to plan something like this ahead of time. Well, Vito is getting too close to the truth, listeners, so I think that's time to end the podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight. 
uh, with the final word for the evening, our winner, our uh, present winner, the Yunsung hero, is <laughs> Flask. Uh, what's the, the final word for the evening? Well, uh, Vito will not be here next episode or any further episodes after this. We'll get Greg back um, and, uh, you know, properly what? lambast him. But Vito is from now on no longer welcome here. Uh, don't look into his disappearance. He's fine. Because I speak the truth. He's fine. He'll be fine. I'm sorry, Vito. I Good can't night, everybody. Uh, don't look Help for him. Me, John. <laughs> sorry. Better you than both of us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Keep fighting from the inside, John. <laughs> I won't let you down. John immediately lets him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just shut the door. I'm glad that guy's gone.